of the Lord today. Praise the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we bless you. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. We lift your name on high. You are so worthy of all of the praise. Thank you for blessing us, Lord. You're blessing us now. You promised to bless us in the future. God, you've blessed us all of our life, and we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for your healing virtue. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you. We praise you. We lift your name on high. Oh, God, you're so worthy today. Thank you for allowing us to come together one more time to sing your praises, God to fellowship with the saints of God. We thank you, Lord, to be in your presence, God, as a body of believers. We thank you. We don't take it for granted. Today, you have made, and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. God, we're leaving all of our cares and our bills and all those things that distract behind us, and we're here to worship you, God, to give you glory. Bless you in the name of Jesus. So, Father, for these next few moments, God, give me what to say and how to say to these, your most precious people, your holy people, your called out ones. God, thank you today. God, you alone be glorified. Infuse us with power from on high that we'll do what you called us to do. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Sandy. Praise God. You know, uh, I thank God for Jesus. I thank God. You know, I was looking at the songs. You know how sometimes they got the words going across the screen. And you, as in the Carolina, you see these. <laughs> some of you say, I want to remember that one. Oh, I wonder if they could put that one back up. And, and so I, one of them, I say, let me just take a picture. Because, see, I'm still old school. I thought Camille had the clicker, you know, with the green dot and the red dot on it changing. Now she's doing it from a cell phone. I'm like, okay. How do I get that back up? So I say, let me take a picture of that verse that really spoke to me. Turn it sideways for old eyes. Break me. Break me. God, deliver me from me. Break me, make me. See, put me on the potter's wheel. Mold me into your image, God. Say, shake me. See, every now and then we need a shake up. You know, shake me. Cause me to hear joy and gladness. Mold me. My heart, and this is what blessed me. And I got way ahead of the words they had up there. <laughs> My heart is ready to receive a blessing from you as they were singing. And before they could do that pause, I'm saying, a blessing from you. I'm already, I'm ready to tell the Lord, a blessing from you, a blessing from you. <laughs> I say, uh-oh. <laughs> Praise God right now, Lord. <laughs> Praise God. So we... We thank the Lord today, God. Thank you for you. Thank, we just thank God. God is just, how many know God is just good all by himself? How many know there's none like him nowhere in all of the earth? 
Praise God. Every song. Thank God for Pastor Amanda, music ministry, Brother Chucky, minister, man of God. Love God, love God's people. Thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for all those who, who make up this three-piece Christian ministry. I, I bless the Lord. I bless God on today. I'm excited down in my soul. We serve an awesome God. And those are not just idle words. We serve an awesome, awesome God. Look where he brought us from. My Lord. You know, and we don't have to look that far back to see where God brought us from. We ought to be more excited now than when we first believed. Thank God. And I remember when I first, when I, when I found out that God would speak to little old me, that he would use little old me, he, he would use me from time to time to pray for somebody, and lo and behold, <laughs> they got healed. God you know, who, who would have thought that this great God would get in a, a room where an exam is going on and elevate your mind, open up your mind, bring stuff back to your remembrance and cause you to pass a test? I mean, this is the God we serve. Yeah. Who, th this God who, who turned your dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows, this God who healed a broken heart, and now we are children of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, <laughs> we'll be like him. We'll see him as he is. Can you only imagine? Oh, my God. That, that movie says, I can only imagine. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sandy mentioned all those prayer requests from a week ago. Father, in the name of Jesus that precious woman that started crying when she wrote her situation down, Lord. The officers with the broken family, oh God. All of these prayer requests, Father God, in the name of Jesus, you blessed us to be at that place, in that park at that time, that someone can experience the love of Jesus. <coughs> they can put their prayers and their requests out, and the God of creation will bless them and heal them and deliver them. God, we thank you for these prayer requests in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. God bless you. You know, Sister Amanda, now listen, I'm just trying to, I got this message I got to get to. And, and, and you're not just sitting there playing this thing and, you know, but God has anointed you to minister to his people. So, somebody say, is he putting her on the spot? Because <laughs> today I just want to talk about a growing church. Why don't you just minister for a couple of minutes to your people, to the people of the Lord? Why don't you do that? You're just sitting up there. It don't take much for you to, to do what God calls you to do. Just, just minister this house for two or three minutes, sister. We, I, I guarantee you, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get into the word here. But I, I thank God for your ministry. I thank God for the anointing that's upon your life. I thank God for your love for the people of God everywhere. And I thank God for what he's doing in your life. I thank God for what he's doing in your life. Oh, God, you haven't seen nothing yet. 
May the blessings of the Lord overtake you. Yes. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. My gifts, my talents, my money, 
everything, Lord, everything, I surrender. God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Is that our testimony on today? Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Because God, it's all for you, God, in the name of Jesus. You know, this is such a blessing. Uh, praise God. Uh, you know, when Jesus kept reminding the disciples and his followers that I'm going to have to go, I'm going to leave. And I know that you've been close to me. I, I know you've heard my voice. And I know you've seen the miracles. And, and, and you, you've seen healing. And you've seen deliverance. And, and you know that your life has been changed. And, and I, and, but I want you to know that I'm going to have to die on the old rugged cross for the sins of the world. But he said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He told the disciples, I'm going to send you another comforter. And he will lead you and guide you in all truth and righteousness. And just as Jesus said, he died on that cross for the sins of the world. But he rose up with all power in his hands. And he said, then go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus rose from that old tomb and he, he was seen for 40 days amongst the folks and, and it came to a point where now it's time for Jesus to be glorified. Know that he's going to be caught up. Thank you, God. And as he instructed them, he said, now listen, I want y'all to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait there. I want you to tarry there because uh, the, the promise that I've given you, it's going to show up. It's going to manifest. Amen. Go there till you be endued in power, with power from on high. And there's something about being obedient to God. When God gives us something to do, we need to obey him. And if we obey him, we'll see the, the benefit of that. He's, he's going to show up. Amen. And some folks have the nerve to say he's going to show out. God don't have to show out. He just got all by himself. I heard somebody say, God don't need no matches. He's fire all by himself. Thank you, Lord. He told them, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost, after the Holy Spirit have come upon you. Why? You will be, and you will be witnesses to me, for me, in front of me, to the people in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. It's something about taking God at his word and doing what God say do because it works. Brother Chucky, too many times I've tried to do it my way. And I have made shipwreck after shipwreck after shipwreck. But when I learned that you know what? God's way is the best way. God's way really is the only way. And so I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I ever dreamed learning to lean on Jesus. And so that takes us to uh, our lesson, our study, our, our word, our message, our preaching for the day, a growing church. Thank you, Lord. Uh, the, the, the ecclesia, the, the called out ones, 
you know, it's, it's, it's the whole body of Christ, past, present, and future, makes up the church. The church, I mean, the blood-bought, blood-washed people of God, those who have given their life to Jesus, see, those who have repented of their sins, they, those who have, have asked Christ to come into their life and, and we became new creatures in Jesus Christ, that's the church, see, uh, that's, that's the church who Jesus died for. That's the church who Jesus empowered. And also it filters down to a local congregation. All over this world, all over this place, there are local bodies of believers that love Jesus. Anybody love Jesus today? Anybody love the Lord today? Has, it, has God been good to anybody in this house on today? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, has it ever touched you when you needed a touch? I'm not just talking about touch, touch, touch. I'm talking about when you really needed to hear from God. When you really needed a touch from the Lord. When you really needed to hear the joy bells ring down in your soul again. And the Lord comes and knocks on your door. And he comes in and sup with you. Cause a big six foot five man, a, a two foot short woman to start praising God and tears start running down their eyes because of the love of God, because of the Holy Spirit that's within those who are belong to his church. And that is us today. In Acts chapter two, God's promise comes full circle. And when I was looking at this, I'm like, wow. And we're going to look at some of these verses that, and I'm a popcorn through it, but how the church was born and how the church began to grow. And we're going to see that the folks was excited. You know, I, I think that anything that we're a part of, we ought to be excited about it. We ought to be all in, as they say, you know, with the Lord. How many all in with Jesus today? Are you all in? Is your, is your mind made up? Is your heart fixed? You know, are, are you have set your feet and steady yourself and say, for God I live, and for God I'll die. I'm on the Lord's side, and it makes me mighty glad. Thank, only God can do that. Praise God. So, so with all that being said, on the, in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, see, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. From where? Not down the street. Not in the back room. Suddenly there came a sound. Can you imagine a sound from heaven? There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. I was so grateful last night. We got some little lightning and thunder. I'm like, Praise the Lord. And guess what? I heard my sprinklers come on, and it was pouring down rain. <laughs> and now it's too wet to go turn them off. But I said, thank you, Lord. You sent rain upon this parched land. He rains upon our hearts and our minds. He saturates us with, with bread and manna and water from heaven. It said uh, that there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting those fathers of Christ, those disciples, that 120 that was in a place where God told them to be because God has let them know I'm finna do something. The promise I made you is finna come full circle. Somebody today need to know that the 
promises that God has given you, he has not forgot. So don't you forget. Don't you forget, you know, what God has promised you, what God has said to you in his sacred word. Hold on to God's word today. And so this, it filled the house where they were all sitting. The sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind as they were all together. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. Can you imagine? See, is there anything too hard for God? And I thank God for the people of God. I thank God for me being a person of God. That I have enough discernment to know when God is moving. And I'm learning more and more. God, that's you. Because, see, there's things that can come up. And, you see, and God said, that's not me. That is not me. I don't, that is not my character. That is not the way I act. And my spirit rejects that. Because I read over in Romans the other night when we were having Bible study that his spirit has aligned and joined with our spirit that we know that we are the children of God. Wow. It, it says, so, so then there appeared to them divided tongues of the fire and one, and, and, and one set up on each of them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit that Jesus had promised the comforter would come and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Can you imagine? He said, go and wait. Go and tarry. And then God shows up. See, see, what we're looking at today is when the church was born. You just want to talk about a, a growing church. See, because we're going to see some things begin to happen when God showed up. Amen. When God sent his Holy Spirit. When God called out what we now call the church. Oh, glory be to God. We got brothers and sisters in the church all over this world. From all nations, creeds, and colors. We're going to see some of that. Uh, so, so is there, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, Pentecost is actually the Greek name for a festival known in the Old Testament as the Feast of Weeks. The Greek words mean 50 and refers to the 50 days that have elapsed since the wave offering of Passover. And we remember the Passover. Yes. We remember when God delivered his children of Israel out of the hand of Egypt and old Pharaoh. Yes. Brought them out with a mighty outstretched hand. And they are yet to this day recognizing Passover because of what the Lord has done. Yes. Are we still praising God for what he has done and how he delivered us in our lives? Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. I'll have my own. We, see, I, it seems to me like when we come to the house of the Lord uh, once a week in, in corporate worship on a Sunday, uh, it's, it's Passover, it's Feast of Weeks, it's, it's you name it, it's resurrections. It's, it's the saints of God coming together with oneness of heart and oneness of mind and giving God glory. The Feast of Weeks celebrated the end of grain harvest, see. And so we're going to see as we look at a couple more verses here that people came from all over the known world to be a part of that feast. To, to thank God for the Passover, to hang out uh, for, for the, for the uh, Pentecost. And, and, and so, so, so God does nothing because he has nothing else to do. What God had begun to do and what he did when we read Acts 2, 1 through 4, it was for a whole lot of folks to hear it 
and to see it and to understand that God was doing a new thing. Anybody want God to do a new thing in your life? Yeah. Jump down to verse 14. But Peter, this same Peter who denied the Lord. <laughs> something to change that something something got a hold of him. I remember the old song say, 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 I went to a meeting one night and my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold on me. It was the Holy Ghost that got a hold on me. Anybody, did the Lord get a hold of you? And all of a sudden your hand going up and tears flowing down and you're jumping around and like, what? Thank you, God. Looked in the mirror and saw somebody new. Looked at your feet and they did too. That's the Lord. So this Peter now been to the upper room and had an upper room experience and, and, and all this was happening and folks speaking in, in, in other tongues and these were not unknown tongues. We're going to see these were because it was folks from all over. You name the, the group, they were there and they heard these folks speaking in their own language. They're like, what? what? How can this be? And somebody said, these folks must be drunk. You know, one time, sometimes folks think y'all drunk, us believers are drunk. You, you acted like you out of your mind. No, I'm just glad. I'm just happy for Jesus. Yeah. I'm so thank. I thank God that I am free as, as, as the praise he was singing about. I'm free in Jesus. Yeah. And guess what? I'm going to stay free. No more chains are going to hold me down. Thank you, Lord. But Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, all y'all who are here visited for the feast, let this be known to you and heed my words. Wait a minute, isn't this the same man that, that, was, that denied Jesus? Isn't this the same man that was hiding because his life was, wasn't worth 25 cents to him or none of the other disciples who was connected with Jesus? He, he went back fishing. But now, hey, some of us need to have a but now moment. Yeah. I've been down and almost leveled to the ground, but now. Yeah. <laughs> my eyes are fixed on Jesus. Hey, he said, heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose. <laughs> see, see, when I was drunk, I didn't know what I was doing. Don't even want to go down that road today with y'all, see. <laughs> but I was a mess. Praise God. But, but these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it, since, it, since it is only the third hour of the day, it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. I know the feast is going, these folks ain't drunk. He said, but, but, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. See, thank God for the word of God. Thank for the prophetic the, uh, word that God has left on record. Thank God for the people of God having the word of God down in their hearts, and he will, and the Holy Spirit will bring it up when it's needed. So, so, so Peter, now he's going back to Joel chapter 2, and all the folks of that day was familiar with the Old Testament because the New Testament didn't exist right then. But God was doing something. He said, these ain't drunk. So, no, y'all got to come up with something else. They may be stumbling around here and talking, seem like they're talking out of their head, but they ain't drunk. Hallelujah. They're not drunk. Thank you, God. He, he said, he say, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And I love the way the King James when I could have said, 
and, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God. Yes. Says who? Says God. Yes. Not the news media, not social media, right. but says God. Yes. My wife was talking the other day and talking about these folks talking about climate change and the ozone layer, and she over reading in the book in First Peter, say this stuff gonna burn up. So no matter how hard you try to try to sustain this earth, John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth where dwells righteousness. He said, so he quotes the word of God from the man of God. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God. Listen to this, saints. That I will pour out of my spirit. He will pour out of his spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out of my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Don't you know you even prophesied when you're telling folks about the love of Jesus. You start taking them to the word of God. You might even go back to Genesis 1 and 1 and say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Somebody say, prophesied and going on preaching. Yeah, hallelujah. We are the church. Thank you, Lord. And, and so, and so uh, jumping down a little bit further in, in uh, Acts 2, because I'm really going to get to the main part of this down in verse 41, talking about a growing church. But it was some things happening here. We should not forget the stuff that God has done, the miraculous things he's done in our life. It prepares us for what he want to do now. Saints, don't, don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you don't faint, if you don't throw in the towel, if you don't wave the white flag. He jumps down in verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus. See, because Peter been preaching. He's been preaching so that 3,000 folks got saved. They started with, with 12 disciples. It's beginning to spread like wildfire. 120 was commissioned to go to the upper room and wait on the promise. This man gets to preaching and 3,000 folks get saved. I'm talking about a growing church today. Praise God. So, so in, verse 20, in verse 36, therefore let all the house of Israel, hmm, Therefore, let all the house of three Ps know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, see, this is why we got to carry the word of God to our loved ones, to our daughters and our sons and those who don't know Jesus. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to their heart. Hey. Some young person need to know, and, 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 and God will do it for them, that they'll remember the prayers of their mother. They'll remember the crying out of their father in, 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 in standing for them. And here back in, in the scripture, they, they were cut to their heart, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? See, that's how churches begin to grow, or the called out ones begin to grow, when, when, when the power of the Holy Spirit goes out forth from the people of God and hearts and minds are convicted and someone asks the question, what must I do to be saved? 
Well, how can I be delivered from this mess that I'm in? Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. He told him, be baptized in the name of Jesus. Repent of your sins. Turn from your way and turn toward God. Repent. You know that ain't nothing people want to want to hear today. Repent. You talking to me? What I need to repent for? Because you're a sinner. And there's a Savior who wants to, to deliver you and transport you from, from earth to heaven. You know, as, as, as the lesson was going on in Power Hour and all how, see, see now, listen, from a, from a pastor's standpoint, I try my best not to have nothing in the message that sounds like it's throwing off. But sometimes from a pastor's perspective, your heart is heavy for the people. Sometimes when you hear the word of God go forth in Bible studies and and, 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 and power hours and, and, and prayer meetings and things. And sometimes your heart is saying, oh, I wish that the saints were all together to be, to hear this, to experience this, to, to, to know that it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to the church. Oh, how we long for that. But it all, it all starts with us being, being, being excited about Jesus. Uh, when I was an assistant pastor at the church I got saved in, and, and for years in the, in the, in the, in the uh, business meetings, I would ask the question, are you comfortable inviting someone to your church? Your, your, your co-workers, your boss, your neighbors, your loved ones, are you comfortable inviting them to your church? If the answer is yes, invite them. If the answer is no, go see the pastor. Say, God, no, I'm not going to invite nobody because some may write. Well, that's when we need to do something about it. I'm just talking about a growing church on today. Because when I look at Acts chapter 2, it was some things happening, and the folks the folks was cranked tight. And they were anxious to tell folks about this newfound faith in the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, the punchline verses today is Acts chapter 2, verse 43. I saw something. It just really just blessed my heart. You know, there's some things you can read that just bless you. God sees us. He knows us. He knows what we need. He says, and with many other words, he, Peter, testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. How many know we're living in a perverse generation? Some of the, folks, some of the stuff these folks are teaching got drag queens in kindergarten classes. People talk about my right to choose whatever I want to do. We need to let folks know and we need to know that we are, some of us are saved from this perverse generation. But there's others who need to be saved from this perverse generation. And, and it takes a, if it takes a village to raise a kid, what does it take for a church to reach out to a community? He said, be saved from this perverse generation. And here's, where, here's what, bless me, I'm going to get through this and, and, and be done. But it says, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. There were folks who gladly received. Now, this is, 
This is monumental. This is transformational. These, these folks are, these, these folks are, have been under the, the rule of the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees and the religious order of that day. They're under Roman oppression. You know, they, they're looking for the hope of, of, of the Messiah coming. There was a lot going on, but now the Holy Spirit has fallen. The anointing of God is all over the land, and people are seeing something is different here. Something is going on, and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Wow. <laughs> now listen, I don't think we should just blow past that. It was 120 that was in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell. And folks got excited, and, and folks that was there for the festivities heard the word of God going on in their own language. How can these, this be? These men are Galileans. These are unlearned men here. What is going on? And, and people need to ask, Dave, what's going on? God, he, listen, he will tell us what's going on. He'll show us what's going on. Wow. And, and uh, 3,000 souls were added, added to them. The church is growing. It's the subject of the lesson, a growing church. The church of Jesus Christ, not of Latter-day Saints, the church of Jesus Christ, the blood-washed redeemers, those been redeemed. And, and, and listen to this. And that day about 3,000 were added to them, and they continued. I think this is important here. Am I still in the place where I was when I first believed? When I couldn't wait to get to church to hear prayer going forth. I couldn't wait to get to church to hear the praise he mother in that day, the choir singing. I couldn't wait to come and hear the old deacons having the moaning, <laughs> crying out to the Lord before service was started. Some of y'all may not know about that, but they... Them old diggers knew how to moan. They were moaning, asking the Lord to come on in. You know, uh, uh, they continue, and, and, and they continue steadfastly uh, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They continued steadfastly. What the apostles and their doctrine was teaching was straight from heaven, was straight from the spirit of the living God. The, the, the New Testament was being wrote as they lived it out. And God was, and see, it's God who draws. It's God who saves. It's God who anoints. It's God who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. It's God who does those things. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles, people were like, in awe. Now, of course, you're living in a time like they were then. Some folks would shake their fists at that, and others would say, you know what? That's what I've been looking for. This feels right. This feels good to me. See, it's like when we used to go door-to-door uh, -door witnesses before COVID, see. COVID did more damage than, than we even think about. Do y'all know some folks ain't come, ain't gonna never come back to church? You know, it, COVID did more than what the NFL football on Sunday did. You know, what the playoffs do. Some folks have waved a white flag, and, but I wonder if, if people are still excited about what 
they have professed at one time of what Jesus has done in their life. If I know that God has been good to me, yes, I'm going to go through some trials. And yes, COVID took a toll on us and everything else. But you know what? I'm still standing. I'm going to stand for Jesus. I'm not going to throw away my confidence for it have great reward in the Lord Jesus Christ. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. Wow. Then fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, all who believed were, listen to this, together. See, there's some things that's going to cause the ecclesia to grow. All of those who love Jesus across the planet, and there's things that's going to help the local congregation to grow as well. We all need to be together in one place on one accord, giving God praise. Now, all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with, here it is again, with one accord in the temple. You know, the temple in that day now, it's been transformed. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All, all these folks is in the temple now hollering Jesus. <laughs> Don't you know this is the place where, 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 where the uh, uh, high priests and folks reside? And then these folks is coming here talking about hallelujah to the Lamb of God and his name is Jesus. It was a lot going on during this time. Yeah, yeah. And that say, and see, and, and so sometimes people put their their all day hope and stuff in a place rather than Jesus, who created all places. See? And, and so so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread. From house to house, they ate their food with they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Yeah. Stuff ain't got to be as complicated, folks. Make it out to be. And serving the Lord certainly is not complicated. Giving glory to God is not complicated. Thanking God for who He is and what He's done is not complicated. And we should not present the gospel in a way that sounds complicated to people. When we would go door to door knocking. Sometimes we ask folks, what has been your experience with the Christian church? And sometimes it's like, you know, folks have been hurt in the church and, and something wasn't right and that, that hurts. And then you go to another door and somebody says, oh, I just love Jesus. I've been looking for a church. And you get everything in between. You get folks who's in religions. And uh, we went to a house and I think it was Gary and I, I forget who was with us, and the man was drunk. And then he was tired of being a drunk. And he never did come to church, but he would call me. Yeah. Pastor, I'm going to come to church. And Pastor, my wife didn't let me. I lost my job. I got a third DUI. But I'm a, he was just in a bad way. But we take the time, I take the time to listen to him and to call him sometime and try to encourage him with the word of God. One plants. One waters, but God does increase. Are we planting today? Are we watering seeds? Because all the seed is good. The seed is the word of God. Thank you, Lord. They, they did all of this with simplicity of heart, praising God, and listen to this, and having favor with all the people. Nobody should hate to see a believer coming. Hello, crickets. <laughs> I've heard folks... In church saying, we were so holy, 
People see us coming, they go to the other side of the street. Really? <laughs> and that's supposed to be a hallelujah? Something wrong with that picture, Pastor Price. Something wrong. You know, don't, don't break now. You know, Jesus loves us so much that we should love others so much that we want to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. God adds, see a lot of people will come through a church, but those who God saved in the church will stay and, they, and they'll grow and they'll glow and they'll take their newfound faith and knowledge to a dark and dying world. And there's seasons in the in lives of, of the saints of God. You know, and, and, and so, but praise God. So, listen, a couple of other scriptures that I'm going to close out here, but uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, I thought this was very appropriate when we talk about a growing church. You know, our churches need to be known for something. And we should be known for, first of all, love. For sharing and exemplifying the love of Jesus. We, sh we should be known for togetherness. We shouldn't be known for mess. And stress, you know, we should be known for prayer, praise, and proclamation of God's word. Any healthy church should be known for those things. That just happened to be our name. So it's a, so in Hebrews 10, 24, the writer says that let us consider one another, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let's, let's. Let's, let's consider one another. Let's stir up the love for one another, see. And, and not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Sometime today, believers miss that point. Have every excuse in the book why not to come to church. And again, we all, every tub have to sit on its own bottom. It, 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 it's not nobody's job to, to confront people. How come you ain't come to church? Oh, you need to be there. No, no, no. God, God doesn't do that. We shouldn't do that either. But we should encourage one another and exhort one another in the Lord and, and, and share the urgency for the gospel message to go out. That's very important. And so it's not coming to church for numbers sake. Oh, we got 10 people. Oh, we got 30. Oh, we got 450. We got it. No, no. No, no. We should come together with joy in our hearts. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Old song, you say, I came running when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He says, so the admonition here, see, once we have, uh, uh, we get to the point where we let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some. Some don't see that, but we as saints of God should see that and know that we need each other. Where there's unity, there's strength, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He, he says, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Saints, we, we cannot be at ease in Zion right now. We cannot be picking tulips on the side of the road. Jesus is soon to come back. He said, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. Yes, we have troubles. 
Yes, we have sicknesses and diseases. Yes, we have pain. Yes, we've been hurt. But Jesus is still coming back. What manner of man and woman should we be today? We should be about our Father's business. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, I think I quoted it earlier, but Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth, all authority. Oh God, we're under authority today and we're under, under the authority of heaven. Thank you, God. He said, so go therefore, since you understand that you're under authority and Jesus have all the authority on heaven and in earth, he said, now therefore, get up and, and get your heels to clicking. Get, a, get busy for God. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. We can't be picking and choosing who we're going to share the gospel with either. And we sure can't get into a place where, you know how he or she treated me five years ago? I ain't telling them about my Jesus. What? That's the main one need to hear and see the love of Jesus in you and know that he's the one who said, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Teaching them, uh, is a baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo and behold, and check this out, I am with you always, yeah. even until the end of the age. And Jesus said, amen. <laughs> Let it be so. Yeah. It is so in the name of Jesus. You know, and I don't know if this makes sense to y'all or not, but this kind of hit me. The church is like love. See, love is action. No, he said, I love you, I love you, I love you, and don't ever do nothing for nobody. My little thought was the, the church is like love because it is, it is expressed in action. Any body of Christ, what Christ is doing within that body, need to be expressed in action. That's why the turkeys, <laughs> you know, that's why the faith in blue, that's why the uh, food distribution, that's why the prayer booths and stuff is set up. That's why all these various things, why? It, it's to encourage someone or to show someone the love of Jesus. And so four points real quick that I saw in the passage for today, Acts 2, 41 through 47, and what those people had received and gleaned and held on to, they devoted themselves to new teaching. They needed some new teaching because what they had been taught wasn't working for them. They had been taught that this man, Jesus, can heal the sick and give sight to the blind. They, they, they didn't understand that it's not all about a Sabbath day, but it's about, but it's about the Lord of the Sabbath. All right, all right. So, so, so they devoted themselves to new teaching, teaching led by the Holy Spirit, teaching that was going forth from, from the apostles' mouth who was anointed and appointed by God to share with them. So they devoted themselves to new teaching. See, if you teach a fool, he'll become wise. You teach a wise man, he'll become wiser. Number two, they thought differently about their possessions. Stuff that they may have just, you know, get all you can, can all you get. You know, we got to hold on to whatever we got. The, the Holy Spirit changed all of that. And they begin to share all things in common because they saw a greater purpose. They saw a greater need. They saw that, you know what, we can do a whole lot to change the world with the assets that we have. And so these folks in Acts chapter 2, 
they thought differently about their possession. Number point number three, they became people of prayer. People, saints of God, we need to be people of prayer. That's why we can't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Because the stuff we see is not edifying. The stuff we see is not satisfying. But when we call upon the one who's able to do anything but fail, the one who's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, 130. They became people of prayer. Number four, they ate and worshiped together. They love the camaraderie. They love the fellowship with one another. They love getting together and talking about this Jesus. They love coming together and, and praying and crying out to God and waiting on the power of the Holy Spirit to fall upon them and to empower them and show them what to do. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus. So a growing church have people who are excited about what's going on. First of all, they're excited about their faith in Christ. They're excited about they're no longer in sin and shame. They're free in Christ, in whom the Son set free is free indeed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for this time of fellowship with your precious people. We thank you for those that are in the house and those who may be watching on these different platforms. There's somebody out there in the platform that's looking and listening today, and you have a church home, wherever that may be, and you have not been excited or faithful to the call of, of, of pro, pro, promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. I admonish you, ma'am, sir, today to think back to what God has done for you and what he promised he will do. Get back on the bicycle. Get back on the track. Let's run for Jesus and help to grow the church of Jesus Christ across this globe. We just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Tell us, go and make disciples. 
Who did he send to go make disciples? Disciples. It's disciples that bring in disciples. It's never the priest, the, the, the shepherd that brings in sheep. It's the sheep that bring in the sheep. Right? Bring in those grandchildren and those children that, that you know haven't been going to church. They're doing something. They're playing. They're watching television. They're on their, their devices. They don't have no, nothing to do that's of very much importance anyway. Bring them to church. Bring them to church. We're getting set up where these kids can have Bible studies and they can still learn to be kids. You know, that's one of the things. We, we, a lot of us grew up as kids. We hated church when we got grown because we had to go and sit with a bunch of adults and listen to a bunch of people screaming and yelling at us. We didn't know what they were talking about. But we have a setup here where the kids can come and they can play and learn about the Lord at the same time. That's what that's what they need. You remember we talking about legacy. What's the one thing you want to make sure your kids and grandkids get before you leave this planet? That they what? Know the Lord. That they know the Lord. You love them. You say you love them. So you think love means that they're going to learn baseball and, 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 and sports and learn music. All those things are good, but those are not the best. The best thing you can give them is Jesus. If you really love somebody, you want them to have the best. Amen? Let us stand. We're going to pray and be dismissed. We've heard the word. Pastor has already initiated the uh, the opportunity to come to the Lord. And so we're just going to pray. We know that there are needs out there. There are many out there that have problems and needs and need so many things. God has provided all that we need. There are resources out in, the, in, in, in societies, resources in the neighborhoods and in our cities. But there's one resource that only we have, only we can give. They're not going to find it out there. The scripture says what? If our gospel is what? Hidden is hidden to those that are perishing, those that are lost. So we have to make sure that we take those opportunities to tell somebody. You don't have to carry a Bible under your arm. You don't have to, every, time, every person you see, you know, open up your Bible and start quoting scripture to them. You live it in front of them. And you get them, as Pastor was saying, if people see you and they know you're a Christian and they take off running the other way, something's wrong. That's not how this works. Jesus says what? Suffer the little children to what? Come to me. Don't stop them. Don't forbid them. Because what? Such is the kingdom of God. So when I said little children, there's big children. There's adults, the same thing. You want them to come to you, not run from you. And that means being very kind to them. Shepherds do not take a stick to get the sheep to go. They don't beat the sheep. What do they do? They lead. They lead. Those sheep, he says, my sheep hear my voice. And they do what? They follow me because they know my voice. They're not going to follow another shepherd's voice because they don't know that shepherd's voice. The voice of Christ speaking through us is going to be a voice of love, compassion, forgiveness, Patience. Patience is a big one. And I'm, I'm going to pray. But patience is a big one. We expect people to get saved right now. You've got to draw them first. 
Draw them with love. Love them first. Give them what they need first. Feed them first. Show them what, show them what Jesus would do if Jesus was here. Jesus would give them what they need. He fed 5,000 because they needed, they were hungry. He says, let's sit them down and feed them. It was after he gave them the natural bread that he gave them the spiritual. So the natural, you need to deal with that first. And sometimes they don't need you to quote scripture. Sometimes they just need you to say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The Lord is going to take care of you. They don't need you to beat them down because they, they don't dress like you think. They don't look holy. They don't need you to beat them down because, you know, they talk with, with you know, they're cursing. They don't need you to beat them down for those things. They need you to console. They need somebody to listen and to let them know that they're, that they're important. Because God died for them. They must be important. Am I right? Amen. Let's pray. Father, this afternoon, we're just thankful for how good you are and how great you are. We're thankful for your loving kindness, which is better than life. We're thankful, Father, you showed your love for us and that while we were yet in our sins, you died for us. You didn't tell us to get right first. You didn't tell us to stop smoking, stop drinking, stop fornicating. You came while we were yet in our sins. And so, Father, we thank you. We thank you for you, how you are patient with us, how you know us so well. You know us better than we know ourselves. You were knitting us in our mother's wombs, Lord, so you know us intimately, and you just want us to know you. So, Father, we thank you for every opportunity. We thank you for the privilege, Lord, of being called children of the living God, ambassadors for Christ, carrying a message of salvation to the world, a world that is in darkness, a world that is dying. But, oh, God, we thank you. You came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you tonight. We thank you today, Lord, for all things. We thank you for the people of God. And as we leave this place, God, we ask that you bless us, be with us, go before us, be us meet us in our destinations. Lord, that box on the wall where we give our offerings and our tithes, God, we thank you for every dime, every nickel, every dollar that is put in there. We thank you for every heart to give. Continue to bless every giver. Continue to bless those that are here that have heard the word, that we will take that word and go out and spread the good news that Jesus came and paid the price for sin. We thank you, Lord, for your good and your marvelous and greatly to be praised. You're worthy of praise today, and we thank you, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And, Father, as we get ready to leave, help us to remember the homeless. Help remember the hopeless. Remember the helpless. Remember, Lord, those that didn't have a roof over their heads, Lord. Remember those that don't have food to eat and don't have clothes to put on their backs. Remember, Lord, those that are in jail. Remember those that are in hospital beds. Remember those that are in need in every area aspect of our lives all around us, Father, that we don't forget them because we know you don't. So, Father, touch everywhere, Lord, as only you can. And we thank you for it. Even now, in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Praise God.